Hallelujah. We are going to be looking at the scriptures right now. We're going to be reading the book of Psalms chapter 2. We're going to read from verse 1 all the way to verse 6. The book of Psalms chapter 2 from verse 1 all the way to verse 6. It says, Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy hill of Zion. Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. Holy Spirit, we pray, Lord, that you will go ahead and do what only you can do in this meeting. Lord, touch lives, break the yokes of the enemy. We pray, Holy Spirit, that at the end of this message, oh God, at the end of this week, we will come back with testimonies, rejoicing and saying, and God made us to laugh. Have your way, oh God, and the remaining minutes, Lord, interpret your word in the language we will understand. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name we have prayed amen hallelujah now this um <clears throat> this scripture that we read the text that we read it's one of my favorite scriptures um growing up as a child and um we we had when we were small my, my mom's cousin had um like a little kids um bible study group that she organized <clears throat> Although the Bible said, I think we probably met for about three times and then um, we, we closed it. She closed it. But this was the very first time um, scripture that she, she read out to us <clears throat> during the, the Bible study. She read it in Igbo language. But um, I went back to read it in English. <clears throat> and then each time that I, re I read the scripture, I keep wondering, why do the nations rage? Why do the people plot a vain thing against the Lord and his anointed? You know, why do the people rage? You know, why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing against the Lord and his anointed? The one thing that you need to understand is that for every single person, we are always, um, <clears throat> presidents and prime ministers are not excluded. So even presidents and prime ministers are also included in this. So every single person is always very conscious about what people think about them. Everybody is conscious about what people think about them. We always want to have a positive impression of people. We want people to have a positive impression of us, like people to, to see us and feel really positive about um, the things that we are doing or how we look. You know, we always want people to feel positive about it. And when um, people's approval um, is not where we want it to be, we we'll begin to change our course, course of action to um, either suit those people or we shy away and look for some other group that tolerate us or, you know, seem to um, you know, take us in the way, the way that we are. It's only like a few brave people that you will um, take a look at. And Hallelujah. They will still continue um, even if um, there is no other person who is supporting them. Um, man and woman on assignment, one thing you need to know is that there is no way that you can stop people plotting or ganging up against you. There is no way that you can stop people plotting and ganging up against you. In fact, before... The, even um, during the foundation, foundation of the earth, back in the day, you know, a long time when God created the heavens and the earth, people have always plotted things against people even for no reason, for nothing of their own. When Cain killed Abel, Abel did nothing to Cain. Abel was just a man who brought sacrifice with Cain and Abel's sacrifice was, was accepted and Cain's sacrifice wasn't accepted. And Cain was angry with Abel 
not he wasn't angry with God for not accepting his sacrifice. He was instead angry with Abel for bringing an acceptable sacrifice. So for no fault of Abel's, Cain was angry with him and he killed his brother. So there is no way that you can stop people ganging up against you. There is no way that you can stop people plotting against you. In fact, the scriptures even made it clear in the book of Isaiah chapter 54 verse 15. It says, indeed, they shall surely assemble. I'm going to read it again. Isaiah 54 verse 15 says, indeed, they shall surely assemble, but not because of me. Now, the ending part of the scripture is the part that I love so much. It says, Whoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake. Whosoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake. Hallelujah. If the Lord opens your eyes to see what he is delivering you from. If the Lord opens your eyes. You know sometimes we just walk around and we... We think, oh, yeah, you know, today was a good day. You know, I drove really, really careful today on the road. You know, took my kids to school. I woke up this morning. <clears throat> and we think that it's just all normal. You know, all these things should happen. It's normal. You know, it's normal, natural sequence of events. You know, my alarm should ring. And then I should just open my eyes and stand up. If the Lord opens your eyes to understand how big, how the enemy has sophisticated his plans, you know, automated his plans and everything, all the gang up of the enemy against your life. You begin to panic. But the thing is that sometimes the Lord just hacks them and we just think, oh, you know, natural occurrence of events, you know, you know, these things happen. But no. Now, the little ones that the Lord actually opens our eyes to see, then we begin to panic. The little ones that he opens our eyes to see, we begin to panic. But it's like, <laughs> you know, the ones that I've shielded you from, some of them are even much more than what you are seeing now. But the little ones that he even allows you to see, we begin to panic. Oh, my goodness, how am I going to deal with this? And then you walk, you go down to the hospital for a normal routine checkup, and they tell you, oh, we can now see fibroid. Oh, there is cancer. And we begin to panic up and down, run up and down. But this is a season where when you hear those kind of things, you just smile. Not because you are doubting the doctor's intelligence or you are doubting or feel like the doctors don't know exactly what you're doing, but because you understand that the end and their plot is in vain. Hallelujah. You understand that their plot is in vain. So no matter how much they gather, the Bible says in, in, in verse 1, where do the nations rage? Why do the people plot what? A vain thing. Why do the people spend their time plotting a vain thing? So there is no need for us to panic. There is no need for us to, 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 to bother ourselves with what plotting is going on because we understand the end of it. The Lord has already made it clear in the scripture that they are plotting what? A vain thing. So when the enemy is, when you go into the hospital and they say, oh, we can now see cancer. We can now see fibroid. You understand that is what? It's just the enemy barking. The enemy is just barking. He's just barking at the corner. So that's the reason why you just smile. You just smile. <laughs> you just smile. I understand that it is cancer. I understand. Doctor, I'm not questioning your intelligence, but I understand this is the plot of the enemy. The enemy is doing what? Backing. Can you preach to your neighbor? Tell your neighbor they are plotting a vain thing. I don't think your neighbor heard you. Can you repeat that to the second neighbor? Tell your neighbor they are plotting a vain thing. Hallelujah. Now, do you realize that in the text that we read, the Bible talked about um, that the plotters, wait a minute, the Bible talked about, say, the kings and the rulers of the world, right? Of the earth. 
So when the Bible talks about that, and we all know that the devil is referred to as a prince of the world, he's referred to, in fact, in the book of um, John chapter 12, verse 31, he was referred to as the ruler of the world. I don't know if anyone knows that, that the enemy is referred to as the prince of the world and the ruler of the world, right? So it makes us to understand. You know, sometimes we think that our fight is with people. We think that our fight is actually with the people that we meet around us. Your fight is not with people that you meet around you. Your fight is with principalities and powers. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We do not wrestle against, against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities and powers. So we are not afraid of the enemy. We are also not taking him for granted. We are also not taking him for granted. So when we understand, with that understanding that we are waging war, against principalities and powers. The way that we do, because we know the end, right? So we go on our knees and prepare that end. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I get you to thunder a loud amen? amen. Now we know that the enemy keeps roaming around. The Bible says he roams around like a, like a lion looking for whom to devour. We know that the enemy keeps roaming around looking for whom to devour. He looks for testimonies to steal. Then we go out and secure our testimony. Can, wherever you are, can you lift up your right hand as we decree a prayer? Every testimony or every evidence in your life that is under the threat of the enemy, let it be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Let me give you one minute to open your mouth and make that prayer. That every testimony, every evidence under the threat of the enemy, every, every blessing that the Lord has blessed you with, that the enemy has put under attack, it will not be stolen in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, sometimes we are so focused, we are so focused on the plotting, we are so focused on the gang up, that we fail to see the exact miracle that God wants us to see. We are so concerned about, you know, the gang up, oh my goodness, you know, all oh, this cancer, this report, this whole thing. We are so focused on that, that we fail to see the miracle that God actually wants us to see. You know, there is nothing, it's not, it's not hard for God to stop them, to stop the gang up. It's not hard for God to say, okay, you know what, let me stop this gang up. No, it's not hard for God to do it. But the Lord, God wants us to actually focus on the miracle. And what is the miracle? The miracle of his deliverance. So when the gang up, he wants you to just look at it, that he have ganged up. The Lord wants you to see oh, all the gang, all the sophistication, the automation, everything. You know, sometimes they even call in the consultants, you know, people to plan this, this, this evil report and negativity. And the Lord just sits down and waits for them to plan because he wants what he wants you to see. His deliverance. And that is why when God, there was, there was nothing difficult for God to just tell Moses, go down to Egypt, tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And he would just, Moses would just go down and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And Pharaoh would say, you know what, yeah. You know, the Lord would touch his heart. He would be like, yeah, you guys can go. No. The Lord did what he had in his heart. So when Moses would come the first time, he said, let my people go. No. The reason why God did that, because he wanted to show his power and his might. I don't know if anyone saw that in the scriptures. The Lord wanted to show his power and his might. In fact, the Israelites were even given even tougher punishments. And people would just wonder, say, what exactly is going on? I thought the Lord said he's going to deliver us. But no, the Lord wanted to show his power and his might. That is why he lets them to gather. Because he wants to show his power and his might. And that is the reason, that is the miracle that we should be focusing on. Tell your neighbor again, the miracle is in God's deliverance. I don't think you have the right neighbor by your side. Can you preach to the second neighbor that the miracle is in God's deliverance? So let them gather. Tell your, tell your neighbor, let them gather. 
Because the miracle is in God's deliverance. The miracle is in God's deliverance. You hear they are plotting things, you begin to panic. The miracle is in God's deliverance. The miracle is in God's deliverance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now the part of the scripture that strikes my attention every time I look at it is the part that the Bible says, and the Lord sits in heaven and he laughs at them. How can you, God, sit down in heaven? They are plotting things against me. I thought you said that I'm your daughter and I'm your son. They are plotting things against me. And the Lord sits in heaven and he laughs at them. He just starts laughing. <laughs> The Lord starts laughing at them. Not because their plans are not sophisticated enough. Not because the, the negativity is not big and mighty enough that you cannot handle. But the Lord looks upon all of them and the Lord sits in heaven. <laughs> try, try the devil. Yeah. The Lord sits in heaven and he just laughs at them. You know what the Lord is telling us? He said, come to me. Come up where I am. Because I can already see the end already from the beginning. I can see how this story is going to end. Now the song that we just finished singing says, I understand. I'm not afraid of the giants. I'm not afraid of the war because I can already see how the story I can already see how the story ends. And the Lord is saying, can you rise up to me where I am and see how the story ends? Can you come to me and see how the story ends? Because if you know how the story ends, you're not going to be panicking. You are not going to be panicking. So when they are telling you, oh, this, are the, this is the doctor's report, this is negativity, you're like, <laughs> because I can already see how the story ends. They tell you, oh, your child is not doing well. <laughs> I can already see how the story ends because I am aligned with God. I am aligned. I'm seated in heaven, in higher places with God, aligned with him because I can already see where the story ends. I can already see where the story ends. Can you tell your neighbor, give me space? Oh, can you be on your feet? I don't think you understand this. Can you tell your neighbor, give me space? Give me space. Because when you see me laughing, when you see me laughing, can you preach to your neighbor? Tell your neighbor, when you see me laughing, just know that I have aligned with God. I don't think that your neighbor understands. Tell your neighbor again, say, give me space. When you see me laughing, just know that I've aligned with God. Can I give you a moment to begin to speak in the Holy Ghost wherever you are? Whatever negativity it is the enemy has declared over you, this is the moment for you to rise in warfare and begin to command the end. You already know what the end is going to be. Let them gather. You can already see what the end of it is going to be. Let them gather. Just say, I am aligned with God. Ketoratabasha. He sits in the heavens and laughs. He sits in the heavens and he laughs. He sits in the heavens and he laughs. In the name of Jesus Christ. We are going to do something prophetic this morning. We are going to laugh at the enemy. The way we are going to do it is that you're going to find a neighbor. You are going to find a neighbor. You are going to tell your neighbor the negativity, whatever it is that looks like the enemy is ganging up against you. Be it a job, you've applied for that job. Every time you apply, you're getting no. 
it is a negativity, the plot of the enemy, the ganging up of the enemy. You are going to tell your neighbor that negative, whatever negativity it is. You're not going to find the neighbor, tell the neighbor that negativity. And you are going to tell the neighbor, I am aligned with God. Therefore, I am laughing. And then you are also going to tell the neighbor the testimony, how you are going to make the testimony. Gonna say, I did not even apply for that job, and they just called me for it. I did not even apply for that job, and they just called me for it. It is prophetic. Can I give you a second? Find the neighbor and begin to do it. Shut up, 